howdy, good morrow, goddamn, good e'en, and well met. Friends, welcome back to That Is The Question. It's Shakespeare's favorite panel show. I'm your host, James Reitmeyer Jr., and today is a sad day here in That Is The Question land because it is our concluding episode of season one. It is the season finale of That Is The Question. Obviously, Shakespeare's rolling in his grave about that because it's his favorite podcast. What will he listen to next? You'll find out. But we've got some very special guests here with us. On my left, we have the thrilling finale that is Caroline A. Meddy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How you doing, Caroline? I've never been described as a finale before. Well, can't say that anymore. <laughs> and on my right, we have the ever going out with a whisper, not a bang. It's David Andrew Laws. Hello, I'm going out. Don't mind me. I'm just a whisper. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's our concluding episode. And what could be more fitting than the play All's Well that ends well. Yay, it's like we planned it from the beginning. From <laughs> the ever beginning. All's Well That Ends Well. What do you guys know about All's Well That Ends Well? Oh, man. Anything? Uh... I know it's a bummer. It's a play. It is. Is it? Is it? I feel like it's a very difficult play. A difficult play. There's some going to going to bed talking. There's some it. bed stuff. There's a lot of bed stuff. Bed in it, stuff yes. in the play. Well, that's good. That'll come up later. That's excellent. Yeah, very good. All's well that ends well. So, oh, I know it's another one of uh, not all Shakespeare. This is another one. The help bum a boy, Thomas Middleton. Oh yeah, well that's a theory. That is a theory. Oh, that's a theory that it's partially co-written by Thomas. Middleton. Yeah, like the theory of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not as known as some of the other ones, but like that's one of the theories. That's a theory. In the same way that most, several of my theories, which is like, I don't like this play. It must not be Shakespeare. <laughs> Do you believe in the theory? Oh yeah, lots of them are for sure. Lots of them aren't theories. Mm. Lots of them are known. That they're co-written for sure. We've talked about that a lot. The Are you a purist? Caroline? I'm a purist. Oh, so no. sad. You should listen. <laughs> read a book. Listen to a podcast every once in a while. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's right. No, one of our major themes here on that is the question is that Shakespeare was a hack, right? And that often, often but stole and co-wrote. Him a lovely we do yeah, love of course him. he was the best hack. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it right away, because this one's gonna help us out. What is the plot of All's Well that ends well? Bertram. Yes, Helena is a lady doctor. Helena's She's a, a lady doctor. doctor. She's a lady doctor. Doctor Helena. This is what is, that's really what's what's has stuck with me. It's like we've yeah. got a lady doctor. Doc as many Helena. problems as there are with this play. She's a lady doctor. She loves Bertram. Excellent. Very good. But uh, Bertram loves Diana, mm. the princess himself. <laughs> I think himself is close. Clown. <laughs> Diana's not in the play at the beginning. Doesn't he love someone? Or is, no, he is he just, just a crank? He just doesn't like her. He's mostly a crank. He's mostly yeah. a crank. Yeah, he doesn't like her. So, do, uh, Dr. Helena loves Bertram. What else? His... The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's it. His, his mom is in it, and she is super. She loves Helena. And she's great. She's yeah. great. The yeah. Countess Russillian. What? Russillian. Russillian. Or Russillon. But I think I like Russillian. It doesn't have an I in it, but it's French. Russillian. 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 Yeah, that's right. Anyway, this the countess, she's a great. It does. Oh. It does take place in France. That's right. Yes, there we go. More and facts. so what happens? So so she likes Bertram. Bertram doesn't like her. The countess likes her. So what happens? She says, uh, let me marry your son. Is that this okay, play? That, yes. 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 That's that monologue. But there's a way that, uh, how does she get it done? Uh, okay, well, there's a first way. There's like three ways. Well, the one way, the end way is bad. Yeah, the end yes, way yes, could be I, construed that, as that bad. That one I remember, yes. Yes. What's the first way? It has to do with her being a doctor. She dresses up like a boy. She, nope. oh, oh, she heals somebody. Yes. Who does she, whom does she heal? 
the oh. audience. <laughs> she says, audience. All of our hearts. You've been watching this play uh, wrong. It's nope, someone, very important person. It's royalty. Yes. So in mm. fact, it's the royalty. Oh, it's the king? The king. Excellent. All right. Good. <gasps> the king, the king, king of France. So what she does, so Bertram goes to the court and the king is sick. Which king? King of France. Which king of France? The king of France. <laughs> is this the same king of France as in other Shakespeare plays? I don't think so. <laughs> I, as far as I know, no. Fine. And so he's sick. And so she goes, she hatches this plan with the countess. She goes and cures him. And she makes a sort of a bet with him that if she can cure him, she can pick her husband. She cures him of what? What's wrong with That's him? actually a question later <gasps> on. I'll ask you what's oh, the disease. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, it's a funny one. Uh, Great. So anyway, so she goes and cures him and gets her pick of husband. So naturally, she chooses Bertram. 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 That's right. But he says no. Ah. Oh. Bertram says no. He tells the king no. And they argue about it. <gasps> and actually, there's a really Saucy. interesting bit where, you know, Bertram first, I mean, Bertram's a total jerk, right? He He's like, for, she's too low. We can't, I can't marry her. Whoa. And the king's like, well, I'm going to give her a title and all this money. Oh. And then she'll be great. And he's like, no, I don't like her. Whoa. <laughs> right? It's crazy. It it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um. So then Bertram goes off to war. He yes. says, bye. Which war? Uh, the war that actually the Tuscan the War, French and Indian Tuscany. War. <laughs> no, it's the French it, Italy. Oh, France Italy, or World Cup. Italy one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. And so, but before he goes, he gives her another task, which is who? Wait, sorry. He Bertram gives Helena. He says, "I will marry you when you get what? Pregnant. Pregnant. No, not not quite. Oh. When you get well, actually, he. I think he does." I think there is a line about that, but more importantly, gets she gets what object? A ring. Yes, that's it. A ring. She gets mm. his family ring, which ironically he's wearing. So oh. that's tricky. So how's she going to do that? So he goes off to war. She puts herself he's in a like, box. Over and, my dead body. Pretty yeah, that's right. Much. And sneaks into his bedroom at night, and she takes the ring. So and... not a box. So she goes and meets him. He's earned this reputation as being very valorous and oh. also something of a ladies' man. <laughs> so she hatches a plan with. Diana. Diana, that's yes. it. Ah. Excellent. Very good. Diana is this lady that's chilling out near the war. Um, is, she and a, is, she a, is she a sex worker? I, <laughs> in the per, personae <laughs> dramatis, the dramatis personae, uh, she is not listed as that. Okay. She's just listed as a woman that's nearby. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right? Is she listed as a woman nearby? A woman no. Nearby. No. She's listed yeah, as a lady, a woman, a gentlewoman. But I, but like there is definitely some reading of the play that she's a camp follower. Sure. Ah. And uh, so, so Helena and Diana hatch a plan where, because Bertram's been trying to woo Diana, he does that. She like lures him into the dark bedroom and then a bed trick happens. That's what it's called. Oh, right. A bed trick. We used to call it the Houdini. The Houdini. That's right. A bed trick happens uh, and he doesn't know it. Uh, Very importantly, the rings get switched. Helena's ring gets switched with the Bertram family ring. Yes. During the bed trick. Huh. So now they have each other's rings, but he doesn't know. That's how you know a woman loves you. Yes. She takes your she rings off. She steals your stuff. Well, there's the definitely bed. puns about it. Oh, sure. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. There's definitely ring puns about it. Ring puns. Uh-huh. And so that happens off stage. So then after that, some time has passed. The war is over. Bertram goes home. 
they've put about the rumor that Helena has died of a broken heart. <gasps> and there, some people are appropriately sad about it. And they made a statue of her. No. <laughs> comes back to life. She comes back to life. No, that's not it. Not quite. It's a crossover. Not even as satisfying as that. Dang. It's just how unsatisfying She's just, she's just behind the arrows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and uh, so Bertram is actually about to marry someone else. It's like he's about to, well, someone tries to matchmake him, basically. But then the king sees Helena's ring on his finger and says, Wait that's Helena's minute. ring. Uh, you must have killed her. Oh. Right? So he, like, is gonna try him for murder. But then Helena comes back. Uh, and everybody's very confused. And they uh, talk. Where has she been? Do we, uh, do we ever? She's been, hiding. I think she's behind back in Roussillon Rus- with the mama. <laughs> oh, oh no. Actually, that's very true. She's been back with the countess, who is like, I'm so disappointed in my son. You shall be my daughter. Oh. Right? It's great. It's actually very nice and wholesome. She's that's a great. great character. I love and, it. But she shows up, and the king, you know, basically... It clears up the confusion, as in all Shakespeare Act Five comedies. Yeah, um, Re- and it talks about everything we've already seen. Right. Maybe. Well, just in case you missed something, <laughs> uh, in case you were going to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, and so then the king's like, "Well, you guys can get married, great." And then Bertram gets the classic one line where he's like, "Oh, you know what? Now I'm gonna love you forever." Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they get married and live happily ever after. The end. The and oh my God. yeah so caroline totally got two points during the middle of that and you got one point <laughs> that's fine so that's great so that's a couple of points on the board I so that is the plot balls well. <laughs> there is a subplot in the middle there with a clown yes and there's i've only seen one production of this i remember distinctly someone a nun isn't there a big nun reveal or is this just how that production i think that hmm, i remember at the reveal. end yeah at the end are you thinking of measure for measure no <laughs> are you thinking of Inter- sister act two <laughs> Um, Damn it, it's yes. possible it's possible that some someone is a nun in this um she maybe she's been disguised as a nun i can't remember what she actually does why she's doing that nobody from her family reveals themselves at the end or anything right from helena's family uh, no ah. as far as i know no i've hallucinated the whole thing well <laughs> maybe it's a good maybe it'll fix the play um but actually so there's this guy paroles paroles right Parole who is officer. who is yes who is the classic secondary clown characters quite a large role in the play and basically his subplot is that he's bad he's unloyal but bertram really likes him he's friends with bertram and so everybody's telling bertram how bad he is the whole play and finally it's shown they play a trick on him and it's shown how bad he is and bertram's like you're bad oh and so they disavow him disown him great yeah thrilling and that's that um so anyway so that's the plot of all's well that ends well it's a barn so you, so burner. you say. It's a barrel of laughs. Yeah, that's how right. They, how do they, gosh, well, where do they come up with this? Called all's well that ends well. You should probably, like, you should guess that something like that's going to happen, I right? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. If that was the question, if the question was how does Why is it called all's well? end <laughs> that way? <laughs> well, so uh, the next question is sort of a follow-up to what we're talking about. What term was coined to describe the plays all's well, measure for measure, and Troilus and Cressida? This term was literally made up to call these plays. Bed trick. Nope. That's not it. Uh, What's the play? What what do we call those plays? What do we call this play? Problem plays. That's it. Oh. Really? That's it. Which ones did you say? That's it. Which ones did you say this one? This is very interesting. All's well that ends well, measure Uh for measure, and Troilus and Cressida. What about taming? Is not in the original classification of problem play. Mm. Sure. And afterwards, so the, the term was created by Frederick Boas. Boas. I like the name. Uh, in 1896. <laughs> so he he was writing and he said, these are the problem plays. He also included one other play 
that you wouldn't think was a problem play? Hamlet. That's it. Oh, what? That's it. That's it. Hamlet. He included Hamlet. And, and it's so interesting, his classification for these plays, because it's actually quite, quite smart when you think about it backwards. What which was is, the problem? He just didn't like them? No, the That's problem is this. Rather than telling a message, right? Rather than arousing joy or pain, the plays induce engrossment and bewilderment, right? So they ask a question. Okay, so again, this is an audience member. We've hit this theme a lot in Shakespeare's audience that are just like, I'm confused by this play. <laughs> well, it's, no, no, it's actually not confused because I, I think he makes quite a good point. He, well, it's the bewilderment as what? what's the message, right? What's the message here, right? Be good. Sort of. All's well that ends well. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the the cool thing that I like about that is I feel like really it should have a question mark. All's well, all's that, well ends that ends well. Is it? Is all well that ends well? It's all well. Right. This play is saying, like sets up a situation where the if people believe that all's well that ends well, they're super happy about it. And huh. if people believe the opposite, they're like, well, this isn't true. Right. It asks a question. Right. Huh. Question Which, to be asked. That indeed. is the question. That, oh. that is in, indeed very good. Point? And so it's the same thing as Hamlet, right? There's no. a, a huge, <laughs> there's very little resolution to the political things that are happening, right? And you don't know. I like, thought the message of Hamlet is ghosts are spooky. Ghosts are spooky. <laughs> listen to ghosts or don't listen to don't. ghosts. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. That's right. So there you go. Um. Yeah. And you talked about, so Taming of the Shrew is another one. Merchant of Venice, we talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. But, but those, those are modern problems. They're, they're right? problems now. Yeah. Right. Mm, Taming right, the Shrew is only, right, only right. problem now when you know that you know, women are people too and everything. What was, right? yes. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm, I'm wearing a feminism shirt right now, funnily yes. enough. Um, but what what is merchant categorized as? Merchant's just, a comedy. A uh, I mean, it's a comedy. comedy. It's a yeah. comedy. We talked yeah. about that it's a lot. problem now because, yeah. you know, now uh -huh. we also know that Jewish people are people, are people too, right? <laughs> They're people, you know, and the, like, but, it, but back then it wasn't asking a question. It was yeah. saying these things are right and these things are wrong. Uh. And mm -hmm. this is a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So this is one of the very first problem plays, one of the most problematic of the problem plays. Cool. Mm. All right. So now we've gotten to it. What's the king's disease in All's Well That Ends Well? Gout. It's not gout. It's a, sort you said of a funny like one. Gout. I, I it is a funny one. Is it? Syphilis. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not syphilis. The, uh, the term for it that they use in the play is called a fistula. Ew, gross! Oh, a fistula. Oh, yeah. Wait, was that the answer? Did you give it to us? Well, you, you can tell me. You can tell me what a fistula. I, mean, I know is. what a fistula is. It's what is gross. a fistula? It's, go ahead. No, I don't know. It's something. It's with your leg, isn't it? Some is it something? No, it's, like, it, no, it's worse. It's like it's a your, growth. That is it. Yes, it's, it's a nasty. it's a pus filled boil. <gasps> yeah. And where is the king's fistula? On his butt. On his, his butt. butt. <laughs> of course, it's on his butt. Yes. Because yes. Shakespeare is nasty. That's right. He's super nasty. It makes him the butt of many jokes. <gasps> uh. Right. Because he could. Yes, he can't. See, he has trouble sitting down. That's right. They talk oh, about yeah. how he has to sit on a special padded chair. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was assuming this was this. Is this not the same French king who's a cuckoo bananas? No. Okay. No, no, no. This is not the, that one. I mean, that one is. I think that one's much. Well, that one's in Henry V, right? That's the Mad Mad King. Oh, sure. Yes, that one mm -hmm. was. But but Shakespeare's version of him is not so mad. I know, but it should have been. Right. No, no, no. This is a very different one because they're fighting a war. Maybe with that's Italy. why he couldn't sit down because the other king could. Wait, the other king couldn't sit down either because <gasps> he thought he was made of glass. That's oh, weird. No. Oh, yeah. A lot of Shakespeare and kings and French kings. Butts. French kings and butts. <laughs> <laughs> There's something there. I'm yeah. going to come back to it. <laughs> right, write a book. <laughs> Season two of That is the Question is going to be butts. about French king butts. There you go. Yes, that's right. So the king 
of France in Oswald Evansville has a fistula, which means a pus-filled boil, and he has it on his buttocks. Ugh, we're not listening to this during breakfast. Mm-hmm. No, thank <laughs> you. Well, or any other meal, for that matter. Here we go. What's the other Shakespearean play with a bed trick? Hamlet. Oh, nope. not much ado. Nope. That doesn't count. That's close. Against. That's actually close. I've now done a podcast episode officially on every uh, play by Shakespeare. What did you guess? This. You should know. I said Hamlet. Measure for measure? It is. Dang it. That's mm. it. It's measure for measure. Who has a bed trick in measure for measure? You'll, once you remember it, you'll remember it. Yeah. Uh, Lucio? Yeah. No. No, it's not Lucio. Oh, don't shout it's at Isabella me. Isabella and no. Not Isabella. It's the other one. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the first. The question is, who does Angelo end up marrying in measure for measure? Oh, oh, right. oh. Keep, 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 her keep name down. is Mariana. Wait, dang it. Oh, Mariana. Which is why I was wondering if you were getting confused with measure for measure with the nun thing, because no. that's a sort of, <laughs> sort of figure it out. Disguise, disguise thing. But the yeah, so they have a bed trick too, and there's a the the reason. <laughs> Whatever you're into. Right. Well, they, so their bed trick is exactly the same. Mariana has been engaged with Angelo, mm-hmm. oh. and then he tries to discard that to be with Isabella, but so they do the bed trick so that he is ends up with his rightful right. wife. Yes. Um, and so there's a really interesting thing that is, is a difference between the way Shakespeare uses bed tricks and the rest of... The, the, his contemporaries and his and the future writers the next sort of hundred years the way they use Bedrick and that do you have a guess like what's the in those what's the similarity between those two things is it that these are women swapping out that's part of it I mean oh. lots of people use women swapping out um, it's much rarer to find a man a male Bedrick yeah um, some do exist but it's not that I mean other people do use that but mm. there's a way that in which these differ which is that uh, Shakespeare uses it to sort of right wrongs, hmm. right? Shakespeare's bed tricks are sort of pseudo-virtuous, right? They're hmm. getting people to marry the person they're supposed to marry. Oh, making all kinds of faces at this. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I know. And that's the real, obviously, that's the problem yeah. with these plays is like, is it okay to do that? No, of course not. I mean, in what Shakespeare's you- day, they're betrothed. They need to be with their betrothed. <laughs> whatever. All's well that ends well. Whatever. Then it does end well. Right? No. Question mark. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. I mean, the, you know, there is another wrong here, which is that, that both of those men are, you know, especially in Shakespeare's play, both of those men need to be with the people they're engaged to. No matter how they became engaged to them, that's the way to do it. I also, now I can't tell if you're talking about what Shakespeare thinks or what you think. I'm, I'm saying in, in Elizabethan context, All right. right? They've been mm. married. They've yeah, been totally. married. They've been engaged. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. Mm. Right? Oof. It's interesting, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> so let's go back to talking about French king butts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, so after this, a, a lot of playwrights used it to sort of be salacious. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they switched <laughs> out. Uh, Duchess of Malfi, I think. Has one or is not? It? Duchess is it? Oh. Um, the other one. The, tis pity. Maybe she's t- tis pity. There's they they use it all the time after not this to like tarnish somebody's reputation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They just they use it and or just for a good old laugh. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Right, right, right. Well, it's just it's just salacious. It's yeah. sensational that yeah. they do that, and it's like oh bad, ooh, sexy, bad. Right. That's all that stuff. So anyway, so this is so I'm gonna wrap this up. I have one more question that's sort of basically it's another thing I want to talk about, but. I'm going to see if I can lead you to it. So, so this theme that, that I've been talking about um, in, a, in a broader sense sort of connects the dots, also it ends well, with the gunpowder plot, which we've sort of talked about a little bit, and something called the Oath of 
allegiance. Mm-hmm. What what are those things? Basically, well, the gunpowder plot with the Guy Fox thing. Yes, where he Guy Fox thing. Remember the fifth of November. And what was that issue that he was protesting? Do you remember? Ooh. Didn't he want to assassinate King James? Why? Because he was bad. No. Well, why was <laughs> yes. why did Guy Fox think he was bad? Taxes? Nope. Nope. It's religious. Relig- oh, because oh, he was what's a the religion? Catholic. Yes, that's it. Okay, so first, that's the first step. Okay. So it has to do with Catholicism and K- King James and Queen Elizabeth before bringing in Protestantism and really clamping down. Mm-hmm. So then, what's the oath of allegiance? It's something I King pledge James allegiance to the cross. Very similar. Really? To that. Wow. Yes. So the oath of allegiance was a was a a pledge that King James instituted. Make all <gasps> British people say, "I reject." The rule of the papacy. Oh my god! Mm. Right, and I, I will be loyal to King James. And they just had to say that. Uh, that's yes. It's I mean, like word a, for word. It's like the episode of The Office where he goes, "I declare <laughs> I bankruptcy." And they're like, you, can't, it's, "You have to do more than that." Sure. Well, and so the point of that is, it, some of these plays. The, the, what I found really interesting about this was there's this argument about when All's Well was written. Some people think it's early. Some people oh, think it's late. Really? I thought everyone thought it was late. No, well, it's it's late-ish, right? But some people think it's sixteen. I mean, it's like sixteen oh four. Some people think it's sixteen oh three. Some people think it's sixteen oh six. And the big mm-hmm. difference in that is the other plays that Shakespeare's writing. So in the first one, he's writing these other problem comedies. He's writing Troilus and Cressida. Mm-hmm. He's writing Measure for Measure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one, he's writing Lear and Macbeth, which mm-hmm. all a little bit have to do with the the theme loyalty and yeah. and fealty and betrayal, right? And so the in that context, All's Well That Ends Well, I think, becomes a little bit more nuanced rather than, wow, bed tricks are bad. Bed tricks are <laughs> right? bad. Right? In that it, he's he's a little bit talking about what does it mean when you're forced to declare loyalty to something. Cool. Uh-huh. Right? That's that's pretty dope. Pretty dope, good right? Good job, Shakespeare. Yeah, good job, Shakespeare. Again. Yeah, there's a great article <laughs> that I found. It feel a little bit better about it, yeah. It's a little better. I mean, at least it has some nuance. Yeah. Right? Um, and the, the article that I found is called uh, Bad Faith. So I, I highly recommend it. You can Google it. It's a really interesting article about all sorts of that as well. It's called Bad Faith. Bad Faith. Cool. So there you go. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of General Trivia. I think I've forgotten how many points people have. I'm winning. I don't know. I don't know that you are. I got the fact I, that it's right, let me look back. He, got King butt, he got the butt, the butt I points. Got two to two. To, uh, three to two. Three to three. <gasps> Four. Four to four. Yeah. Four to four. <laughs> that means like winning. winning. The, that, tie yeah, David, David. <laughs> the tie That's goes right. to David. That's right. I was going to say four to four. So what are we, how are we feeling about Elswell that ends well right now? Icky. Icky? Yeah. Feeling icky? Especially because I forgot about the butt thing. The, the butt. fact that that's yeah. a part of it really unnerves me. Yeah, the boils on yeah. the butts. Yeah. Go round and round. Round and round. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to the category called Unsung Heroes, where I describe some people that were unfamous before and then did this play and then sometime after became famous. Uh, and I've got... A cu- unsung Heroes. That's right. And I've got a couple of <laughs> sort of... Uh, all right. I've got two that are interesting that connected. They were, they were sort of already famous when they did it. So they're sort of not unsung heroes. Great. And then I've also got one that's still not that famous, but he's more famous now than he used to be. So those together kind of create a full <laughs> unsung heroes category. So I'm going to talk about this in a minute. So the first one is there are two people and they both played the King of France in different productions. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. And they were both in Star Wars. 
Uh, the old Star Wars. Oh. Uh, one of them is very famous. One of them is not. Oh, really? Yep. Um, uh, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> was he in a Star Wars? Uh, yes, he 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 and his daughter George Lucas and his daughter do some of the aliens sometimes. Cool. Yeah. Nice. James Earl Jones. Not James Earl Jones. Well, yeah. that's a very good guess. He could, as we know from listening to the rest of the podcast, because yeah. he started his career at the Shakespeare in the Park. Ah. But no, it's not he. No, it's your no. final chance. It's your chance. Oh. Harrison David. Ford. Nope, it's your real chance. You've <laughs> Alec guessing. Guinness. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> David's been guessing Alec Guinness every episode <laughs> well, for the whole season. And well. now it's finally, Alec Guinness is one of them. And the other one you might not know is Sebastian Shaw, who plays uh, oh, the unmasked Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Isn't that he, also wow. the name of Bucky? Yes. Oh. Yes. That's why I remember it. That's weird. Yeah, so Sebastian Shaw, the actor, and they both the, play the King of France. From the Avengers movies. Oh, From the Captain wow. America. Yeah. Yes. Well, from the comics. His name's Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Shaw. That's right. Shaw. That's right. So uh, Sebastian Shaw and Alec Guinness both play the King of France. Uh, Alec Guinness played it at Stratford, uh, Stratford, Canada. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian Shaw played it with the RSC with John Barton. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. oh, very and cool. Shaw's was with Helen Mirren as a young, um, what's her name? Helena. Cool. Oh, I had her in or my no, back sorry, pocket. A young Diana. Uh, oh. Yes. Oh. This is this is very early in her career. Nice. So, and then there's another one. Hmm. This is really interesting, and I'm going to give this to you because I don't think I didn't know his name before. Uh, so there's an actor named Michael Stolbarg. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michael Stolbarg. St- Stolbarg. Yes. And so uh, I knew his face from I don't know if you've ever seen the third Men in Black movie. I mean, I have. So it's the alien. It's the best character in the movie. It's the alien that can see the future and is this nerdy guy with the big coat. Um, he's also in Doctor Strange. He's a he's a uh, colleague of Doctor Strange at the beginning. Cool. You totally recognize his face, but I believe he, you. Okay. this is super interesting. In 1993, in Shakespeare in the Park, he played this like rando French lord. Cool. Right? He had just uh. graduated from Juilliard. And then later, nice. much later, in 2008, he went back and played Hamlet at the Park. Ooh. Wow. So he's he's now sort of a, a known dude. Uh, What's his name? Mark, Zucker- Mark Stolberg. 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 Yeah, that's right. Mark. You'd recognize his face. He's, cool. a, he's a good guy. So anyway, he was, he was uh, a lord an unnamed character so there you go nice all right so that's a point for david it's five to four that brings us to the last category it's complete the verse so what i'm gonna do is oh, i'm gonna, I'm gonna no. say a line and i'm gonna leave some blanks and you're going to fill them in oh, boy. don't worry here we go <laughs> we'll both be bad terror love blank trust a blank do wrong to blank <gasps> love all trust a few do wrong to none excellent very was good. That exactly right. Yes, that was exactly. I'm so I was nerdy. I have exactly a T-shirt right. that says that on it. It's a good one. It's, it's one of the best ones in the show. That's so Love nerdy. Me, trust God. Trust and me. Men. Do wrong not to me. <laughs> Do wrong to anybody else. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually that's the Countess, and uh, the Countess is interestingly the role that I was talking about. That's the the role that goes to the famous people now. Mm-hmm. So uh, Judy Dench has done it. Um, who was the other f- really famous one? Pe- Peggy Ad- Ashcroft mm. did it, mm-hmm. both at the RSC. That's it's a really really famously great mother role. It's the Maggie mm-hmm. Smith role. Yes, yes. absolutely right. Oh, she'd be great. Um, no legacy is so rich as blank. Notoriety. Nope. Dang. Good. That's close though. <laughs> no legacy. No legacy is, is so rich, rich as blank. As me. Mm. Virtue. Virtue is close. What's a kind of? What's a good kind of virtue? Honor. Chastity. Oh. No, those are all good. These are. This we're getting closer. <laughs> Not I, if I swear not to lie again. Honesty. True Honesty. Love. That's it. That's it. True love. <laughs> that's right. No legacy is so rich as honesty. Wow. There you go. That's nice. Yeah, there's a lot of proverbs. It's very nice. Yeah, these yeah. are some nice quotes. Uh, a young man married is a young is a man that's blank. 
uh, sort of some clever wordplay here. A man that's buried. No, that's close though. It's Dead. a different kind of wordplay. It's alliterative rather than rhyming. Made. Nope. Man. Mm. Nope. Mm, nice. <laughs> what is, what's a what's a Shakespearean word that means messed up? Mutton. Nope. M- marred. Marred. Dang. Oh that's my it. god. Excellent. What a great answer. That's Good job. Thrilling. A young man married is a man that's marred. <laughs> I'm gonna give you two points for that one. What? That what? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Takes you into the lead. All right. Great floods have flown from simple sources, and great seas have dried. When miracles have by the greats been blank. Denied. That's it. Oh my god. That's oh it. My god. That's it. Rhyming. God. Excellent. Very good. And finally, all's well that ends well, still the finds the crown. Whate'er the blank, the end is the blank. Clown. No, that's close, <laughs> though. Whate'er the course, I'll say. Well, all's well that ends well, still the finds the crown. Or, sorry, still the fiend, I bet. Still the fiend's the crown. Uh, whate'er the course, the end is the blank. What? All right, so. I don't know. What to say say, it one, one, more say yeah. one more time. We'll see if we can guess it. All's well that ends well. Still the theme, as is the ending, is the crown. Whate'er the course, the end is the blank. End. It's a rhyming with oh. the crown. Down. Nope. <laughs> yeah. right. What rhymes with Gown. Gown. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Here we go. The end is the renown. Oh, oh boy. That's one point for me. All <laughs> right. And that brings us to the end of Complete the Verse. And look at that. Caroline has come out on top. I think it's eight points to six. What a nice high wow. scoring oh, round. Man. I haven't had a thrill like this in a long time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. You should get out more. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, but, uh, hope, but he said, but. Like the French like, thing, the, like fistula. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my least favorite word. It's a terrible mm. word. Excellent. Yes. I, I curse you with a fistula. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode and the end of season one of That Is The Question, Shakespeare's favorite panel show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back. We don't know what we're going to do quite yet, but we're going to, like, w- there'll be more podcasting from, from Hamlet's and Dead That's in right. one there'll way be, or another. There'll be more podcasting from Hamlet's and Dead. We've got some stuff in the hopper. If you've got some ideas for from the kind of thing that you'd like to see from us, send us an email at info at hamletisndead.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Otherwise, we hope have a lovely summer and uh, we hope you tune in next season to That Is The Question. Until then, I'm your host, James Wrightmire Jr. I'm David Andrew Laws. And I'm Caroline A. Farewell, friends. Thus podcast ends. Adieu, adieu, adieu.